I just feel like in today's world, everybody's so soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just beat me. Don't come over here talking about, hey, man, you're a great guy. Man, get the hell out of my face. Like, Tyson was <laughs> out here biting off people's ears. You think he gives a damn about sportsmanship? Yeah. The way I grew up in sports, it was like, look, if you wasn't on my team, fuck you and fuck everybody that came in here with you. Word. What's up, what's up? Welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss. And I'm Christian Winfield, a.k.a. Chris Splash. And I'm the one and only Lethal Shooter. Listen, thank you guys so much for joining us. And before we get into all the NBA madness, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. And also get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. Why? Because we are too cool for all of that. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us and maybe you'll hear your comments on air. Guys, we made it. We finally made it. It's been a long off season, but the regular season is upon us. The NBA is back, baby. So to commemorate the celebration or the occasion, rather, let's get into three on five, the NBA edition. All right, y'all, change ball. It's time for our host to go three on five. Big news out of Philly. If you've been on Twitter, you already oh, knew what time it was. Ben Simmons and the 76ers saga continues. Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join a defensive drill today, and Simmons refused. Doc Rivers then went ahead and asked him again, and Simmons once again said no. Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons dropped the basketball and left. Now it's coming out that the team has suspended Ben Simmons one game for conduct detrimental to the team. And it's looking like this seems to be the final straw in the relationship between Ben Simmons and the 76ers. Christian, how much longer can this actually continue? You know, this reminds me a lot of when James Harden was trying to force his way out of Houston towards Brooklyn. And the moment he had his press conference and, and started saying those things like, I don't think that this can be repaired and I don't think that this can go on. Then the deal happened immediately after. I think we're reaching that type of breaking point right now. I mean, the guy doesn't take part in the huddle with, with his teammates uh, in, in Philly. This is Ben Simmons now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's just been a, a standoff. So you, you see the comments coming from Joel Embiid talking about we're not here to babysit and that he doesn't care about that man. That's a direct quote. You know, I, I just don't think this is something that can last. But at the same time, the Sixers would be foolish to trade him for for pennies on the dollar. This is still Absolutely. an all-star caliber player, one of the best defensive players in the NBA. A player I still think if you build a team around him and his talents, can he can he, I'm not going to say can lead you to a championship, but you can be a perennial contender in the playoffs if you have a team put well-assembled around Ben Simmons. So um, I, I think the Sixers still need to hold, uh, hold, hold the fort a little bit longer and get a better deal. But it's ugly right now, just what's going on between Simmons and, and his teammates. Before, Lethal, before you jump in as someone who's played basketball on many different levels, let's let's call a spade a spade. The NBA has tiers, right? And you mentioned James Harden. James Harden and Ben Simmons are not in the same tier. Sure. And whether, yeah. you, whether you like it or not, certain players are awarded certain privileges, right? So James Harden can pull that stunt. LeBron can pull that stunt. 
Anthony Davis can pull that stunt. Kevin Durant can pull that stunt. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving can't pull that stunt. Let's, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. That's not to say there's nothing wrong with that. There are tiers in the NBA. There are different levels of stars in the NBA. That doesn't mean you're a bad player. It doesn't mean that you can't help a team win a championship. It just means you are not that guy. And I understand that it's a frustrating situation to not want to be on a team and you're not being moved and you're kind of forced into showing up for practice so you don't get fined and you don't lose all that money. But look, these are the cards that you're dealt, man. And at the end of the day, the guys on that court, your teammates, for as long as they are your teammates, they didn't do anything to you. It's not their fault that you're stuck there. It's not their fault you haven't been traded. So if you're going to show up for anybody, you know, coaches and everybody aside, your self-respect aside, show up to show up for those guys because they didn't do anything to you. Lethal, as someone who's been in, a, in locker rooms, you know, as a player and also as somebody who's, you know, worked with players, what does this do to the, I, obviously the morale of the team, he's not going to be part of the team much longer, but even guys who are watching this unfold, he's going to be in a new locker room eventually. You know, those guys are kind of formulating their own opinions of Ben Simmons as this is happening in real time. No, I agree. Um, I've been kicked out of practice one time. Uh, Washington State, I was a freshman under Tony Bennett, and he he thought I wasn't going hard in the conditioning drills, and he kicked me out of practice, and it was probably one of the worst moments of my life because you feel like you let your teammates down. So that next practice, I was like first, second, third in all the sprints, and that's when he came to me and said, you know, I kicked you out because of the potential that you do have. So you get kicked out. It's like a low moment as a hooper. So trust mm. me, he, he feels that moment right now. I think – you know, I'm I'm not him. Um, I know him personally, and but I just feel like he might have thought, and we might not know. Maybe he came into the locker room, or maybe he went to the gym, and guys were just treating him with the cold shoulder. But I feel like he should have had that mentality going into the locker room, where even if guys are treating me like that, I'm going to be first in the sprints. I'm going to be the loudest person on defense. I'm going to be blocking all the shots. I'm going to be dunking everything hard just to show these guys, hey. I'm going to give you one year consistent to show you guys, hey, I apologize for what I did uh, saying I didn't want to come back. I want to be here. And even if you don't want to be there, like you said, Chris, he he should show professionalism and, mm. and work his ass off to show the next team I am your guy. Because he, he is a guy that, you know, if I was a GM, I would want to build my team around. But you can't build a, a team around anybody until you build their character. And I feel like once he gets that character – um, I think he could be one of the best players to ever touch a basketball because I'm a huge fan of Ben. And it just hurts the most, honestly, because Allen Iverson came out publicly last week and spoke up for him on social media. And I was reading some of the comments and a lot of the comments were like, OK, you're taking up for somebody that is going to do the same thing. And, and AI literally on every single platform is taking up for Ben Simmons. And then Ben Simmons does this. And it's like, how do you have like the 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 face of Philadelphia, the godfather, speak up for you and you don't go in there and show your ass and show that team that you're the best, you know, and it just hurts because yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not just a trainer. Like, I, I'm, I'm a competitor and I used to be a basketball player, but it just hurts because I know he feels low right now. And, and, I, and I think if he has the right people around him, which he probably does, they need to tell him, look. You know, go out there and, and show the world what you who you really are. I'm again, let's make this very clear. Nobody is chastising him for wanting out. He's not the first player to request a trade. He's not the first player to demand a trade, kind of bulldoze his way out of a situation. Obviously, there are tears in the NBA. I don't 100 percent agree with the way that James Harden left Houston, but he's James Harden. He He's kind of earned that right to do so. Whether you like right. it or not, that's just what the nature of the beast is. I understand you're frustrated in your situation, but it's not like Joel and 
Embiid has the right to has the has the gravitas to trade you. You know, he's just there so he can win. He's just there to practice. So I just feel like if he had the character to kind of compartmentalize the situation and say, look, this is a suck situation. I don't want to be here. But these guys behind me, they had nothing to do with it. And I'm not going to take it out on them. You know, Ashley, that's funny because I think that's what opposing GMs are now thinking right now. If if this is what Ben Simmons looks like when the going gets tough, well, what happens when the going gets going gets tough mm-hmm. for us, right? Like, are we really going to be willing to give up so many assets for a guy who two seasons down? Like, remind, reminder: this is he's in the second year of a five year contract extension. What happens if now he's on another team and this year doesn't go as planned, and now he wants to trade from them? Now he's showing out over there, and, and I get it. You know, there's certain ways. I mean, let's let's also remember this is the same Sixers team that kind of blamed him for the for the loss against the Hawks, right? Yes, he didn't pass. I mean, yes, he passed instead of shooting. You know, we had those comments from Doc Rivers, those comments from Joel Embiid, and yeah, that that that's real, right? Of course, he has a right to feel a certain type of way, but at the same time. You got to be a professional, you know, so I, I don't necessarily know where you draw that line. But if I'm an opposing GM, I'm looking at that like, yo, I don't know if I want to give up a star player for a guy who might want out in a year. Yeah. And, and we noticed that when it was time for teams to potentially try to pick him up, a lot of teams were, were passing on him. And I feel like, you know, it's time to just look in the mirror and mm. show everybody in the world how good you are. And like you said, Ash, you, it's hard to build character. It, it takes time. But Right now, you don't have time. You need to look in the mirror mm. and, and everything isn't going to be handed to you a certain type of way right now. And I think if he comes out and say, you know what, I'm going to go and practice. I'm going to step it up. If somebody jumps out there, fuck it. I'm going to have to punch somebody in the face or something to show people right. that I'm serious. And I'm not trying to say like to promote violence, but to show the team, look, I'm here. I'm ready. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm here to do whatever. Like this, this season, I'm going to dunk on everybody. This season, somebody jump out there with Joel Embiid, I'm going to jump up in there too because I got y'all back. And like y'all said, on a basketball team or any sports team, it's going to take time to build character back. It might take five, six, seven, eight months to build that character back, but it's every single day not caring what your teammates think because – because, you know, they're, they're, it's sports. They're going to look at him like, man, we'll, 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 we'll mess with this guy. But he still has to look in the mirror and, like you said, ask to see what he wants for himself. And if you want greatness, you know, fuck, fuck what your teammates thinking. Fuck what the world's thinking right now and show the world that you can't be stopped. You know, but walking out of a practice and, and I, I don't know, I, I could mm-hmm. be wrong in social media, but I saw something where he had his phone in his pocket. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Like an yeah. AAU player. Like it's yeah. absolutely re- And look, look, let, we got to call a spade a spade. We got to keep it real. Ben Simmons is immensely talented. Yes, he has aspects right. of his game that he needs to work on. All players do. There's not a player walking this earth that is 100% perfect. Even Michael Jordan himself had things about his game that he could have improved. So this is not a knock on Ben Simmons' talent. But sometimes what happens is the chaos that's around you, in this case, is overshadowing his talent. He is a brilliant defensive player. He can guard every position one through five. Yes, offensively, does he need to get more confident? Does he need to work on things? absolutely but we're not going to ignore the fact of the things that he does really really well but what good is that if nobody wants to be around you what good is that if nobody wants to have you on their team because they're afraid that when things don't go your way you're going to throw a tantrum and this is not a character this is not a narrative that's easy to erase that follows you look at Kyrie Irving he's been on three teams the Cavaliers, Boston, and Brooklyn. And that narrative has followed him to every single 
team. That's not something you can easily shake. And all you are doing is perpetuating that narrative so that when you are traded, you're going to walk into that locker room and guys are going to look at you like, oh, yeah, we know about you, Ben Simmons. Just imagine if Doc says, hey, Ben, get in a defensive drill, right? And then when somebody got the ball, Ben was like all up in their shit, like ball, ball, ball. And then if the ball jumped on the ground, Ben dives on the ground. Of course, everybody isn't going to run over and say, good job, Ben. But you get up and you just show them, look, mm -hmm. I'm about to give 2,000%. Like, let's say like he was the, like you guys saying, he sit on the bench. He don't get in the game. The entire game, he should be clapping. He should be standing up. He, even if guys don't talk to him, he should be showing that he's a team guy. Let's say that happened for 15 games straight because Doc, Doc and Phil Jackson, all these guys, they're like, they know how to mess with your mental. They'll do certain stuff to see if you really want it. 15 games straight, still go to practice uh, two hours early, leave two hours late, do certain stuff to show them. And then it'll start, like you saying, Ash, that builds that character. And then it'll start showing within his game and mental. And I'm telling you, I think that's the only piece missing because, I mean, he could be one of the best players of all time. I think so. Like, like I said, I'm a huge fan of his, so I really think he can. But if he doesn't break through this right here, it can literally mess up, you know, just his mental to the game of basketball. I feel like this whole saga is bringing the Sixers closer. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You look at what everybody yeah. is saying. They're all saying, hey, we're focused on the guys. We right. got a good, talented group of guys right here that we love. Not only that, but if you look, some of the guys who were on Team Simmons are now looking at him like, bro, I can't defend this. Now you're right. now you're messing with How what can my- How you? you? can't defend that. Now you're messing with what my goal is, and that's to win right. a championship. Because when right. you move on, this core group of guys are still going to be here, and you're not about to bring us down with you. And then what I would do, too, as well- I, if, if 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 media was after practice, I would talk to the media and let's say like mm -hmm. somebody said, hey, Ben, why are you doing this? Hey, that was the past. I made a mistake. But why, watch what I'm about to do this season. And then, well, but why did you do this and why did you do that? You know, things like that happen. Growth happens. But I tell you one thing, this season, I'm not fucking playing with nobody. Like, like if he came with that attitude and then when the games, I'm, I'm telling you, like people would just be feeling stupid. You know what I mean? Ben, Ben, make yeah. sure you, Ben, call Lethal. Call your man's Facts. lethal. He got you. I'm scared to see what, what Ben Simmons says when the mics are actually hot in front of him because he's probably got some, some shit he's going to say. That. Oh, man. I just pray it doesn't get any nastier than what it is because I'm starting to notice, like what you said, um, Ash, like some of the guys are just starting to, you know, in sports, some stuff you don't say. Like for Joel yeah, to yeah, say yeah. what he said today, like I was surprised because it was yeah. like- all the sports teams I played for, when stuff go down, you might have a dude do something with a dude, girl. Like, it's some crazy stuff, but it's like it stays in the locker room. And for Joel to start speaking out about, like, man, I, I really don't like the – like, I forgot. What was his quote again? He said, we're um, not here to babysit. You yeah, know, we're not I, here to babysit. And he basically and said, don't care I don't, he said, I don't yeah. care about that man, and, basically. And to say that as a as a athlete and as your teammate, that means you are, like, super fed, fed up. up. Because yeah. usually athletes, like you guys know, he might say, hey, man, next question, he'll get it together, or just trade the guy. But now they're starting to feel like – they're feeling, like you guys said, they're feeling disrespected. Like, why don't you want to be with us? Listen, and, and to your point, you know, that may be the reason that the six has performed better than we've seen them in a while. You know, yeah. Ben Simmons probably won't play. Um, yeah. I don't think Doc Rivers is, is is very happy with him and his teammates aren't very happy with him. And I think we're going to see a more determined 76ers team than ever before. Sure. And it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. They play, you know, Wednesday, but they also play on Friday. So that's the Ben Simmons homecoming game, which is going to be rather interesting. All right, so as you guys know, we record on Tuesdays, and this drops Wednesdays. If you're not listening, you're definitely missing out. But we won't be able to break down tonight's games with you, but we can look forward to the entire NBA opening week as a whole. Now, tonight's slate is not the only night with the must-see matchups. Looking ahead, what game are you guys looking forward to the most?
So I'm going to be actually in Philly for Ben Simmons' uh, homecoming because he's Holy playing against the Nets. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm expecting Philly fans to boo the man. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even know if he's going to play or not play. I would assume that the Sixers want him to play so they can maybe try to drum up some of his trade value. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that game and what type of reception that he's going to get. Uh, and then I also want to see what this Bucks heat matchup is looking like on Thursday. I think the Bucks and the Heat are going to be two teams. Remember, the, the, the Heat got the Bucks out of here two years ago in the playoffs. Yeah, and the yeah, Bucks yeah. swept the Heat last year. And Giannis goes on to say, hey, we, we didn't want to play with our food. I think that's a little mini rivalry happening in the Eastern Conference. And we know that the Heat re-upped this season. They got Kyle Lowry to big pick up. You're a big fan of Bam. You think he's going to come out shooting threes and step back mid-range twos. We going to see. So, Why you got to say mean, step backs, though, Chris? You listen, that's that's what she said, he's right? A he's a hater. I said he's thoroughly worked on his mid-range game. Bam better not shoot no mm. step back bam gonna shoot step back mid-range twos and pull up threes in transition i definitely think that nets at sixers game is going to be interesting because it's the two teams with the most drama right you yeah. have the sixers saga yeah. you have Kyrie not you got showing Kyrie up ever running wide receiver routes it's yeah he's playing he's playing football because he doesn't you know have anything else to do at this moment in time it's the two teams with the most drama going head to head i think it's definitely going to be interesting because both of these teams are going to have to you know figure out how to coexist within their own respective franchises without big pieces, you know, but they're going to be missing Ben Simmons eventually when he gets traded. You know, God only knows what's going on with Kyrie, if that situation will ever fix itself. So it's going to be interesting to see two teams kind of in similar situations. It's definitely going to be a, um, a telltale sign of what's to come for sure. I got to I got to go to Celtics and the Knicks. Um, Kemba's he's he's a good he's family. Right. And, I, and I think Kemba going to show his ass. So <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to say it was the Celtics' fault, but I just feel like you know something wasn't ringing well there. And I feel like I've been watching Kimba move right now for the Knicks, and he's fitting in that system real good. He's he's getting that New York swag back, and mm -hmm. I feel like you know as Shout a trainer, out to the boogie down Bronx. Yeah, that man is home. And, and as a trainer and somebody you know that I know him. He lost. He my guy, but he lost that 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 little New York swag he have, and it's just yeah. different. And I, and I think playing in the garden and and in general is getting his swag back because I've been watching him. He's been he's been snatching the hell out of people again. So shout out to my guy Kimba, <laughs> man. Do your thing against the Celtics. Don't make me look bad. Listen, same matchup I'm looking forward to, as you guys know, Knicks fan yeah. over here. But I'm also nice. looking at it from a different perspective of it's going to be interesting how this team has gotten better, right? You can yeah. say what you want about preseason, and everyone looks good in preseason. Everybody. Everybody looks good. Yeah. He's like dropping 40. Oh, we're winning yeah. the chip. Yeah, everyone looks good until, you know, the games actually start to count. It's going to be interesting to see because the Knicks, you know, on paper have gotten better. But how that, you know, unfolds on the court is a different conversation. You know, Mitchell Robinson is going to be back in the rotation. That's a big deal for the Knicks. That's their big man. And he was a lot of the reason that I feel and a lot of people feel that the Knicks struggled so much with Atlanta because you didn't have anybody kind of blocking those points in the paint. So Trey Young was just living down there. You didn't have anybody right. getting you those offensive rebounds, those second, third chance opportunities. With him being back, hopefully he can remain healthy throughout the entire season. It's going to be, you know, that's going to be a huge difference maker. He is the X factor. Obviously, the resurgence of Kemba is going to be fun to watch. Evan, I'm a big fan of him. I got to watch him a little bit in the Olympics. Definitely a big fan of his game. This is a team that a lot of people... Um, are looking at and, and want to say, you know, what happened last season was a fluke. You know, it was just, it was a right. beginner's luck, if you will. So the Knicks have not only the the responsibility of figuring out how they work as a unit, 
But also they have the responsibility of proving well the haters wrong. Like, look, we are a true gritty playoff contender and we are going to be in the postseason for many seasons to come. So do not sleep on New York. And, and there's the other side of that matchup, too. The Celtics are a team that has a lot to prove, too. You know, last year, they, they what, what they finished? Sixth, seventh in the East last year? I mean, yeah. that's not yeah. Celtic standard. You expect the nah. Celtics to step up. So I think they have a lot to show as well. A lot of people are waiting to see the breakout year from Jason Tatum. They're trying to, they're yeah, waiting Jason to see him Tatum, go to that next level. Yeah. Both of them, Jalen Brown, Dennis Schroeder's got a lot to prove. You know what I'm saying? That's a team that, you know what I'm saying? They, they should be a team that finishes in the top four, you know? I, at least in my opinion, they, they got the talent to do it. They just got to maximize it. We have on Friday, Suns at Lakers. Obviously, a lot of eyes are going to be on that matchup as well. The Suns, you know, came out the West last season. Obviously, a lot of things had to happen for that to happen, if you know what I mean. The Lakers Lakers better beat the brakes off them boys. I'm sorry. It needs to be 20-point blowout. Look, Lakers, five Hall of Famers. LeBron did a lot of wheeling and dealing in the offseason to make this Mm -hmm. happen. They want a chip. You know, he feels disrespected that he wasn't on certain lists in this offseason or his ranking rather in these lists. The Lakers, you know, were supposed to go ahead and two peat. That didn't happen. So what are you guys expecting from that matchup? So so is it kind of a similar matchup between the Nets and Bucks right now in that the, the Bucks eliminated the Nets uh, last season and the Nets have to open their season against the Bucks on ring night when the Bucks are going to be, you know what I'm saying, getting their championship rings. And we're asking each player, hey, is there going to be some type of bad, not to say bad blood, but are you going to be feeling the type of way because you're watching the Bucks put on the championship rings that you guys were going to get? And these guys are all saying, no, it's just another game. But of course it's not just another game. These guys are going to be sick. And I, I think the Lakers are going to feel not, not as sick, right? But this is a Suns team that beat them in the first round and then made it to the NBA Finals. Uh, I think the Lakers got to prove, hey, that, that was a fluke for them. We're the better team. We just didn't have our pieces right. So I'm going to expect the Lakers to come out and, and honestly beat them into a pulp. Lethal, let me ask wow. you. I mean, in the yeah. preseason, Brody didn't have the best showcase. Um, it was it was, it was was an interesting uh, preseason for Westbrook. How does he fit or how do you see him fitting? Where is the best spot for him in this Lakers team? Um, you know, what he was doing in the preseason, it's normal. You know, he's he's excited, he's happy as well, he's getting to know everybody. He doesn't know the spots that everybody likes. Um, the one thing we can say, I was proud of him because he was trying to show people that he he he's willing to pass first and shoot. But I feel like for him to really get in well with this system, he has to probably potentially shoot first, then pass. Because when he comes out trying to pass first, it kind of messes up his rhythm as a scorer. Uh, and it throws them off. So um, I think he's going to do well. As far as them blowing the Suns out, I don't think they can blow them out because the, the one thing the Suns do well, they move really good without the basketball. And I, I love the Lakers. Uh, I have some good friends on the team. But I feel like if they want to win it, they got to step it up on defense. They can't have any dull moments because the Suns is running and gunning. And I feel like the Lakers are going to run and gun. But the back door sometimes does hurt the Lakers because they stretch out the bigs and make the bigs move mm. and put them in situation. And I'll tell you one thing, Chris Paul in those mismatches with bigs, he, he, he goes for blood. And I feel like uh, to, to beat the Lakers, you know, you have to pull the bigs out, attack the bigs to get to the basket. And once you get to the basket, if somebody else steps up, you have a wide open three. And that's what the Suns showed us. They showed us that they can knock down shots uh, pressure. They showed us that they can knock down shots in transition. So I feel like it's going to be a good basketball game. Me, I don't, if the, I don't see the Suns getting beat to a living pulp because they have Chris Paul and, and D-Book. Um, but I, I do think the Lakers will win, you know, by like, you know, seven or eight. But if they beat them to a living pulp, you know, you, you got it, Chris. <laughs> Facts. 
Well, listen, speaking of the Suns and speaking of big men, there's a situation brewing in Phoenix. Get that man that money, man. Topic number three, the Suns and their big man, DeAndre Ayton, have not come to terms with a max extension. And the Suns starting center will go into this new season without knowing where he stands with this organization. Now, according to Woj, Ayton is unhappy with the organization as expected. On top of that, the Suns decided to extend Bridges, giving him a four-year, $90 million rookie contract extension. Christian, is this the beginning of the end for Aiton's time in Phoenix? You know, I hope not because I think we all could see from last season just the growth that he took year over year, especially just, you know, how he was able to credit Chris Paul for helping his game grow. But on the flip side of this is that, you know, big men can kind of be a dime a dozen. You know, look at what the Nets did. They had Jared Allen. They traded Jared Allen to Cleveland. Listen, listen, your role as a big man is to protect the rim, to roll you know what I'm saying? And you can get a bunch of different players to do that. You can draft a new big man every single year and develop him into that same guy. Right now, Aiden is not just a rim rolling and, and protecting big. He can score in the mid-range. He can do a lot of different things. And that's why I think the Suns should have given him a contract. But it does show you where, where we're going in this NBA. You know, you can get another player to play that role pretty pretty easily, at least in my opinion. I think you can fill that role versus filling other roles in the league. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing. Or... Maybe they just want him to prove him. So maybe maybe the Suns don't believe that what they saw last year was what they can get out of him every year, and they want to see him see him do it again. I think they should have done it now because now they're gonna have to pay the premium next year uh, if they if he even wants to resign there. I think you know, and lethal, you can attest to this or not. I think that big men, yes, size wise, probably are a dime a dozen. I'm sure you can, you know, seven footers. You know, they're although they're not you know, just walking the earth, they're out there. But I think that big men who can do so many different things to impact the game are not a dime a dozen. And I think A.N., although he has his faults, like a lot of players do, we spoke about that with Ben Simmons, there's a lot of things that he does that are just so unconventional to his position that it's almost weird that you don't extend him and lock him in because that is a difference maker for teams, especially when you're facing other teams that have drastic size. It's 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 a weird move to not extend somebody who has showcased you his abilities and not only his abilities in the regular season. We've seen what Aiden does in the postseason. Sure. We've seen what he does on the big stage and you don't reward that. That's not odd to you. I think they should. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent as well. Like it was kind of. Something is not right, but I agree with Chris as well, too. You know, as a trainer, you know, he had an amazing season. All due respect to him, but uh, no disrespect. You know, can he do it again? You know, the one thing about people who's getting those certain type of bags, they're kind of doing it consistently. And like Chris said, they're real quick to give like a Duncan Robertson 90 million for four years for shooting because – that's what's needed really bad in NBA. But what he does, uh, not saying he he's not doing that at a high level, but you can develop that and two years with another big. You can't bring in another shooter like Duncan Robertson and just come in and impact the game the way he impacts the game. So if I was a GM, I would definitely sign him because he showed us that he was a big dog. But, you know, imagine what Chris Paul does leave. Is he still going to be able to do those same things uh, within the system? Because, you know, he is a system player where he has to eat off the the people around him and in today's NBA if if Chris Paul wasn't there would he still be doing the same thing I mean and but you know like you said 
Ashley, he has been developing his game as well. He's been trying to step out a little bit, and we've been seeing that. So I think he needs to prove the haters wrong and, and, and kill everybody this season so that team can give him his money. You talk about today's NBA, so let me ask you this. Some notable players from his draft class that have already gotten extensions. You look at Luca, you look at Trey, Michael Porter Jr., Stay, Gilgis, Alexander. I got to ask you, though, in today's modern NBA, do you feel, because it is a shooting-led mm-hmm. league, it's an offense-heavy league, are teams shying away from big men? I wouldn't say they're shying away from big men, but like like Chris is saying, you know, they're they're paying the shooters a lot of money. Like if you look at the NBA, everybody that's making the big dog money, they can shoot. And if they can't shoot, it's a guard. So like, you know, a good example is Jimmy Butler. He he's not really knocking down that three ball, but he's a guard that does everything mm-hmm. else. And that's why teams will give him that, you know, and because like Chris is saying, um, even when I team like I'm going to a team next week, and their main goal right now is what team you I going to? Lethal. <laughs> tell the you people. know he, you know lethal the, signs the NBAs. He can't the, tell the, you. The main goal is you know no mid range shots, four out one in. The bigs' only job is to go from rim to rim, set pick and rolls and roll, and everybody else's job is to shoot the ball because. You know, analytics are showing that, you know, the team that unfortunately shoots the most threes or makes the most jump shots win the game now. And that's why, you know, it was smart what you said, Chris. Unfortunately, they're kind of real shaky about giving the bigs money because, you know, it is it is needed, but it's not as much needed as it was back in the day. You, you know what's, what's funny? I, I just don't like the idea that Phoenix decided to pay Bridges before you pay Aiton, right? right. Like, that was confusing. Messy. I, I was feel confusing. like, if anything, make them both wait or pay them both. But now you've got a situation where you've got one guy who hasn't gotten paid. It, and if, if you ask me, I have Aiton rated higher than, than Bridges. I think everybody probably has Aiton rated higher than Bridges. So I, I don't really know how that works out. And then second, you know, I, I think there's tiers, right, to centers. There's like the dominant yeah, centers where you've got an Embiid, a Jokic, a Cat. Those guys deserve to get That's paid different. and you know what they value. Right. Exactly. Right. And I think right now we're trying to figure out what tier is Aiden in, right? If, is he commanding Embiid money and he's actually a, a lower tier? That might be where it is. So maybe he just but needs the to come part, back to Earth. The guys that you named that's messed up is in today's NBA, which, you know, he showed us he's knocking down a little bit. But those two guys you named, Jokic and, and, and Embiid, they can knock down that three. Yeah. And, and and I feel like if he adds that to his package, if he was knocking down that three consistent, oh my God, Sheesh, that bag yeah. wouldn't be $90 million. It'd be like 140 Listen, someone who definitely is not strapped for cash and cannot feel DeAndre Ayton's pain is <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies star Jaron Jackson because right. he just signed a nice extension to the tune of four years, $105 million. Mm-hmm. Now, look, the interesting thing about Jaron Jackson, he only played four games last year. Right. So, Christian, do you think, knowing this information and knowing the conversation we just had about DeAndre Ayton, did the Grizzlies extend his contract a little bit prematurely? No, and here's why. I think we knew we were getting in Jaron Jackson his rookie year, and then we didn't see him last year, right? So it's kind of like that what have you done for me lately dynamic. But I like to think of, you know, what the Knicks did with Julius Randle. The Knicks, you know, extended him a con- offered him a contract extension, knowing that if he signed it then, it would cost them less versus if they offered it later or if he didn't sign it and he took it later, 
you know what I'm saying? They would have had to pay him more. They'd have had to maybe run him the, the, the max or whatever, right? Instead, they right. gave him his early max. I think getting Jaron Jackson early, A, gives the, the Grizzlies a break, right? Because they don't have to pay him as much. And B, it gives Jaron Jackson that sense of security. Okay, well, I didn't even play last year and they gave me the bag. Now I'm going to go show my ass. I think that's what it is. And I think he's going to be a guy that we have a, as, a, as, a breakout, as a breakout player. I think I might have said that on the last episode. Uh, he's a guy who, him and John Morant, I think they, they number one, just he, his ability to space the floor uh, at, at the four. Uh, we saw his ability to protect the rim, his ability to make that secondary pass after rolling off the screen. Uh, I, I like Jaron Jackson a lot. I think he's going to have a great season in Memphis. I mean, Lethal, you know, Christian just mentioned John Morant, Jaron Jackson. What is the ceiling for those two as a duo? I like it. You know, uh, the season before, you know, I think he averaged about 17 points. Um, he shot about 40% from three. Once again, he, he like like Chris was saying, he's stretching out that floor for a jaw. Like, um, you know, and I feel like, you know, if you really want the big money, put the money into, you know, learning how to shoot the basketball. And and like, like Chris was saying, he might not have played a lot of games last season, but the team know what they're looking for. And he fits that system of today's NBA. And they're going to give you the money because it's hard to find guys at that size who can properly do what's needed in today's NBA. So, you know, I, I agree. I agree with Chris as well. I think, you know, the situation with DeAndre Ayton and Jaron Jackson just showcases that when a franchise, when a team believes in you, they're willing to yeah. make that commitment. Well, and I wouldn't right. say I wouldn't say the teams don't the team doesn't believe in in him. It's just um, he has to show it more and we can be wrong. I, I could be wrong, but he might not be showing it in practice. He might be in practice letting it go and he might be uh, not shooting in a certain type of way. And they're looking at us too. How much longer are they really going to keep Chris Paul? How, how would he do without Chris Paul? I mean, I still am a firm believer that when it's kind of like when a man proposes, like when he's willing yeah. to make that commitment, he makes yeah. the commitment. There's nothing that stops him from making the commitment. And I feel like in terms of the Suns and DeAndre and the Grizzlies and Jaron Jackson, look, if we're going to go bar for bar, resume for resume, the Suns have a lot more to gauge DeAndre Ayton's, you know, development sure. and, and his contributions to the team than, you know, the other on the other side of that spectrum. So when a team wants to commit to you, they do it. Whether or not there's enough on paper for them to make that commitment doesn't matter. When they believe in the guy that they have on their court, they go ahead and they make that move. For whatever reason, the Suns do not believe in DeAndre Ayton enough to go ahead and make that commitment. And the Grizzlies do. And it's a terrible situation because when you look, DeAndre Ayton has proved himself time and time again. Again, that doesn't mean he's perfect, but right. there's a resume there that you can look at and say, okay, he does this well, he does this well. This isn't great, but we can go ahead and work on that. And you look at a guy who just got a, over $100 million and he only played four games last season, you're definitely looking at your, your organization and your team sideways like for real. Y'all see what they just did in Memphis and you're going to do me like this? <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting to see what that does for his you know, commitment to the Suns. And it's going to be interesting to see what it does for his commitment, you know, to his teammates. Not, you know, I, like you, like we are on our podcast, we, we love the players and we're about uh, uplifting the players, but we have to know he's been in the NBA for three years and he's only been shooting like 20% from three. Does that mean he's not a good basketball player? No, he's a great basketball player. I'm actually a huge fan of his, but if he really wants a team to commit to him, unfortunately, it does suck. I, I don't agree with this as well, mm -hmm. guys, but... Every big in the NBA that makes the big bucks, they can shoot the three ball and they can dominate an entire game without the other guys. So, like, if you name all the top guys, they don't need 
No disrespect, D book, CP3. Like, like Joel MB don't need nobody else out there. Give me the ball, get the get the hell out the way. He don't need Ben um, Simmons. Yo, Jokic, I'm not saying that, but Jokic, <laughs> Jokic doesn't need anybody. You give Jokic the ball, he turns into Chris Paul. So he's just a small a few small pieces away because he's a he's definitely a gifted player, uh, especially his way to move, the way he's so mobile. And the one thing I love about him when I watch him as well. His facial expressions, he always has the poker face. He always gives everything he has, but he's right. just missing a few small skills that can make him a Jokic or make him a Joel Embiid to get the big butts, big bucks as a as a center in today's NBA. Because if he was in the earlier NBA, he'll be looked at as like, like a, a specimen. But in today's yeah. NBA, yeah, you, he has to bring a little bit more. Here's one thing, though, since we're on the Grizzlies, I mean – the Grizzlies are coming, if you ask me. I think yeah. they, this is the season where, uh, maybe not this season, right? But we saw them in the play-in last year, get the Warriors out of here, which was amazing. I wasn't expecting that. And now yeah. for them to build on top of that, you're bringing Jaron Jackson back, and it's going to be another year of growth from John Morant. I think they're one more year away from, you know what I'm saying, maybe upsetting somebody in the first round. I love what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to be an interesting NBA season for sure. We got a full season a healthy season, you know, a lot of teams are, you know, meeting the vaccination threshold, so guys aren't going to be missing. It, it's going to be, it's going to be the best basketball I think we've seen in the past few seasons. It's been, it's a, it's been a tough road for us NBA fans. We've struggled and we've sacrificed. But listen, with the NBA season finally here, we would be remiss if we did not mention the Facts. WNBA because the Chicago Sky are your new WNBA champions defeating the Phoenix Mercury 3-1 for the franchise's first title. Let me say that again. The first title. Candace Parker went home to Chicago and in her first season with the Sky brought them a title. Now, Lethal, before I go to you, I got to go ahead and say this and give props to the women of the WNBA, <laughs> for the reporters who report on the WNBA, mm. for out. the people who push the WNBA. Right. If you are not watching the W, you are missing out on incredible basketball. I don't care about what all the trolls on Twitter say. Right. I don't care about what all the haters say. That is fundamental basketball. That is great basketball. And if you go ahead and give LeBron James credit for going back to Cleveland and winning a title for his hometown and right. calling him a GOAT because of it, or that adding to the GOAT conversation, I need you to keep that same energy for Candace Parker because she went home and delivered on her promise to bring mm -hmm. Chicago a championship. And now for the first time in history, they are able to go ahead and have a trophy at home. They're celebrating. They have their parade. Put some respect on Candace Parker's, Parker's name. She is a GOAT. She is a legend. She deserves all the accolades. She deserves all the respect. And whatever respect you keep for the men, you keep that same respect for the women because they are here and they're not going anywhere. And that's all I got. Go ahead, Ash. Yeah, you you better say him. that. Facts. But how do you guys feel about this? What does this title do for Candace Parker's legacy? She already has one, but winning at home is different. That's a different feeling. I mean, for her... So at first was saying, you know, I think I want to be a commentator. I think I want to do this. I right. don't know about basketball. Then she came back to hoop at the age that she's at. Um, and, you know, I know her personally. Uh, I trained her before before with the art of shooting. 
she she's different, you know. And the one thing I noticed too when I trained her, uh, we would go really long, and I hey hey are you tired? No, I'm not tired. Just just give me mm. as much knowledge as you can. And I'm like, damn, like she she really <laughs> like she's really hungry towards this. And to see somebody like her win, it just it just makes me happy because like you guys are saying, like I just feel like the energy that we give the NBA players. Imagine if like Clyde Drexler would have won late in his career, like Candace or one of those older NBA, we just praise them. And I feel like the WNBA, we just don't give them credit that they deserve. And I, shout out to all the big platforms that posted the WNBA highlights and all that type of stuff. Cause I've been noticing too, like, you know, when the WNBA games are on, you know, those same pages don't really show the WNBA love, like how they show the NBA love. No, it's not going to go viral, but still post it. You know, like you guys see on my platform, like I posted Sky, I posted Candace uh, the other day. Yeah, it might not go viral because people are just weak, insecure people who are trying to downgrade the WNBA, but it's really good basketball. And if you understand basketball and watch basketball and know basketball, you right. like I said before, before everybody trying to jump on the WNBA, we said weeks ago, the NBA, the WNBA is way more fundamental Absolutely. than the NBA. Absolutely. And, and now people are like, oh, the basketball isn't that bad now that you watch it. And the, yeah, you should have been watching it because <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's the same, it's, it's the same type of basketball. It's just they weren't getting the publicity. So shout out to Candace. And speaking of that publicity, listen, moving forward, people need to do a better job at scheduling these games. Don't put them on an NFL Sunday where they're competing right. with one of the biggest days in the in the right. week, with one of the biggest sports, the biggest leagues in the world. Stop putting them against primetime NBA games. The W deserves the same respect that we give some of the biggest marquee games in the NBA. You don't see NBA games, the big ones, being scheduled on NFL Sunday. All right? Put some respect on the W and know that there are people who want to watch it. There are people who are going to watch it. There are going to be people who continue to watch it be part of building this league up and stop trying to tear it down because they deserve more respect these women are ballers and some of your favorite nba players would even struggle again one-on-one against some of these women don't get it twisted okay one of those women man and you just feel bad you feel awful for diana tarasi i mean we all know she's she's one of the goats of not not just wm not just women's basketball basketball altogether but I, I know she's feeling. I know she's just feeling awful that that she couldn't come up bigger for her team right now. Does it does it set a bad precedent? You know, listen, the WNBA probably had the most eyes on it this season and last season and ever before. The Mercury did not speak to the press afterwards. You know, there was mm. p- reports that Diana broke some doors or broke a door, and then they yeah. came back the following day and decided to sit down and speak to the media. Knowing how many eyes are watching, and look, this is not to say that they did anything quote-unquote wrong, but, you know, when men do it, they get a kind of a pass like, oh, they're just, you know, it's good sportsmanship, and they're just passionate about the game. And obviously women, you know, get bad reps for being passionate and for being assertive and, and a lot of the things that men get built up for. But do you think that that was the wrong move? And this is the media perspective of it, right? Like, yes, we understand that, you know, there's a lot of emotions in these games, you know, and and it might be her last season, and it right, might be her last right. season. To, so to, to to maybe have your last two games of your of your career, and you shoot five of twenty six in those two games, I'm sure she was heated. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you have an obligation. That's to talk to the media, even if you don't want to. Right? That's the the the, the Mercury basically pulled a Kyrie 
you know, and, and that's not necessarily what you want to do, right? That's what he did. I mean, that's what he did. Kyrie came in last year, beginning of the season, says, I don't want to talk to y'all. Are we going to put that in the dictionary, pull to Kyrie? Yes, that should be ver- <laughs> Kyrie is a verb now, for, for all you who didn't know, it's a verb. But yeah, I mean, I give them a pass because yeah, it, it, it it happens, right? And it, it's just a terrible day for them. So at least they came back. I'm sure they were very insightful and, and probably a little bit remorseful for doing it the following day. So it, it, it's fine. No, I agree with you guys, um, but Ashley did have a good example because I think one time Serena Williams like slammed something and and then they they like oh my gosh look how she's acting da 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 then they went and put up all these other tennis players like Nadal same and- thing yeah right. like, times ten like you yo fuck off and da 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 and I feel like okay they walked off like they they're hurt you know what I mean it happens in sports it is disrespectful but. Did they they didn't disrespect anybody by coming out and saying negative things. And like you guys said, they came back and said something later. But I feel like, like you're saying, Ash, like we do not treat their sport the same way we treat the men's sports. And, I, you know, I, do I agree with it? No. Keep the same energy across the board. Yeah, That's there's all NBA I teams, there's NBA, there's NBA teams that have done the same thing. You know what? This is a good example. I want you guys to notice. There's some NBA games you probably don't know, but after the game, there's some coaches that won't even shake the other coach's hand. What they do is... They'll look down there, right, after they lost and just give them the... the yeah, you know, I see that all the, the, the time. The church, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a church wave, like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the, that's, the, that's the same thing, you know, why the other players might come and shake hands after the game and stuff. So you're not always obligated to shake your opponent's or, hand after or you they just are, lost a championship. Or they, or they right. do hug and dap each other up, and it's like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan when he's yeah. like, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, that, that's how it is, you know? So, like, if you're a competitor out there, you don't always have to, like, and I know this is off topic, but hear me out. They tried to make um, what's what's the boxer? The boxer and Fury. What was that? What was that fight again? Wilder and Fury. Yeah, they tried to make him seem like the bad guy because he said he didn't respect him. When I grew up, Mike Tyson didn't care about none of the people he fought. He was biting off people's ears. He told one person on a serious note, "Man, I, I'll, I'll I'll do something to your mom." But like these guys are warriors and competitors, and in today's world, it's so soft that they Chris is supposed to kick my ass, and then after he right. kicks my ass, I'm supposed to, "Hey, man, I respect you, man. Good job." No, man, f- fuck you. Like let's fight again. The Pistons ain't do that. The Pistons, they do that when they but, lost. But I just feel like in today's world, everybody's so soft when it comes to, okay, you you got to respect your opponent. Why do I got to respect my... Of course, I'm not going to disrespect you verbally, but why do I got to respect you if you're coming you at me? Like, this is boxing. Like, you just beat me. Don't come over here talking about, hey, man, you're a great guy. Man, get the hell out of my face. Like, like you, just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tyson was out here biting off people's ears. You think he gives a damn about sportsmanship? Yeah, but nah, I mean, that's, that's, that's heat of a moment. But I'm saying, like, you know, like, like I just feel like in sports today, we're just training everybody that it's like, it's not the kill, kill mentality anymore. Like, the way I grew up in sports, it was like, look, if you wasn't on my team, fuck you and fuck everybody that came in here with you. Word. And I feel like in today's sports, they want everybody, like, after the game to see the other guy that just gave you 40 and say, hey, man, good game, man. You're a you're a hell of a basketball <laughs> player. Hey, follow me on Instagram. Follow Insta- me on Instagram. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. Like, nah, you better get away from me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And you know what? I apologize, but I got to say this. Deion Uh-oh. Sanders came out the other day and was calling out NFL players for swapping jerseys. He said, why the fuck would a dude go to war on a battlefield? And then after me and him swap a jersey in front of everybody, he was like, after the you go in a tunnel, cool, swap jerseys. But like, how are you smiling with a guy that his job is to take your head off on the field? Right. 
Like, it's like, come on. It's like we're watering. Like, we got to get back to sports where dudes didn't like each other. And that's why I respect Greek Freak. He was like, I'm not about to be working out in the summer with other NBA guys and, and hanging out. These ain't my guys. I'm trying to kill these guys. You think the league is too friendly? League is too I, no, friendly? I, no, it's turned back. You remember the league was too friendly at first where all the guys were hanging out. Now it's kind of like it's, it's starting to turn back to that 90s. That '90s feel. Now yeah. you know being with the Nets, like the Nets, they don't, they yeah. don't. Those players, they KD ain't messing with nobody right now. He he got a goal. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, my bad. Back back to the topic. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a, that was a that was a great way to close out three on five. Cool. That does it for three on five. Now let's see what's on your mind with our first installment of Get At Me. We want to hear from you. So we put out a call to action on our socials for you to drop your hottest take going into the NBA season. Y'all responded. Shout out to y'all. And now it's our <laughs> turn to return the favor here on the show. So after I read the take, our crew will determine whether your take is deemed certified. Let's get it. Here's take number one from at John underscore Adrian three. And you know what, John? I like this take. I'm going to read it. I'm going to say it with my chest. You feel me? Jason Tatum finishes top five in MVP voting. Jalen Brown rises to a top 15 player. And Coach Ime Udoka leads us, that's the Celtics, to a top four seed in the East. Um, let's start, Lethal. Let's let's start with you real quick. Clearly, what, what he's a Celtics fan. So I'm not a Celtics fan. I'm, I'm saying Celtics. clearly, John is a Celtics. Oh yeah, John, 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 John is a Celtics, Celtics fan Celtics. for sure. He's, but but <laughs> with with Coach coming from that Spurs regime, and I mean, mm-hmm. he's serious. You know, um, I have a client uh, on the Celtics, and he's telling me nothing. Who but the client, positive. Lethal? <laughs> I'm going. Anytime you humble brag, I'm going to ask he's, you. He's telling me nothing but positive. And the one thing that I tell you about Coach that my guy's telling me, he's not the type where if you're this guy or that guy, you automatically play. You have to earn it. And he said that's how Mm -hmm. Pop's mentality is. And they said that's how this coach is. And like you guys know, if a superstar feels like, damn, I got to earn it, they're going to play harder. And no disrespect to the Celtics, they, they had it last year. They just weren't, they didn't have that grit. They didn't play hard enough. And I feel like, you know, I, hey, John, I got your back. I think they're going to be top four in the East. So I agree with them. If the Celtics are top four, that means the Knicks aren't. Well, I think the, I think the Celtics are not the Knicks. <laughs> unless, the, unless the Knicks finish higher, you never know. Uh, but I, will, <laughs> I will say this, though. I think Jason Tatum, we're waiting to see that next level from him. Yeah. You know, we, we touched upon this a little bit earlier. I think that he's already a great player, but how, you know, how much greater can you actually get? I think sometimes it just it's a maturity thing. You know, the, the the older you get, the more mature you are, the more mature your game becomes. And I think that we're kind of waiting to see that. I think there's a lot of promise in Boston. I think that there's been situations, especially as it gets closer to the postseason, right after that all-star break, where they seem to kind of lose their identity and they lose, you know, the aspects of themselves that make them a really strong team. I think if they can go ahead and hold on to that in that, you know, those months that follow the all-star break and are leading into the, you know, crunch time, I think that that's probably not the hottest take I've ever heard. I think it's a very high possibility. And look, new coaches have a way of sparking new things in players. You know, sometimes when you're you're part of a, a system for so long and there's a, a helm at that system, you know, a certain coach, you know, um, it, it breeds content. You know what I mean? You're, you just get, you get very, you know, comfortable in your environment. I think a new coach sometimes is what you need to spark a, a flame, a new flame rather. And if anyone can do that, 
You know, it's the coach that they have. So I'm I'm interested to see what Boston looks like. You know, the Knicks fan in me won't let me root for them, but I'm interested <laughs> to see as a basketball enthusiast. I'm, I'm I'm excited. Being a Knicks fan, so if you weren't a Knicks fan, you can say that the Celtics are a good team. <laughs> I, I've never not. I've never discredited that they're a good team, oh, okay. but the 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 New, the New Yorker in me will not root oh, let okay. me root for anything that has Boston just, in it. Just like, oh, so so basically, she's just like the players on the Mercury. She's not gonna she's just gonna leave. She don't she's not gonna say it. You, yeah, you can't tell it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm watching this situation with one eye open. Like <laughs> you guys look solid. Yeah, I think the uh, the interesting part of his take is Jalen Brown rises to a top 15 player. Remember last week I was saying, hey, I think Jalen Brown's going to take that next step in terms yeah. of being able to he score at a that. higher level. And I think that, that that's what the Celtics are going to need if they're going to be a top four team in the I East. Don't think, right? I Jaylen think top 15 is a little bit of a stretch. It, <laughs> probably a little bit of a stretch, sure, but I think he'll be 25. a fringe. Yeah, I, I, if, if he's able to be a top 20 player, right, like fixed yeah. in that top 20, right. Then, right. then, then they've got a chance. Because top, top 15, there's a lot of names that a lot come before Jalen yeah, Brown. No, no disrespect. And if he but. becomes one of those top 15 players, like legitimately, then then the Celtics are on to something for sure. You got that. You got Dennis Schroeder. They had a Josh Richardson. Different. Brought right. back Al Horford. I, I like what right. the they Celtics They got a nice little squad in Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so do you guys certify this take? Is this a certified take? What y'all thinking? I can't certify this take as a New Yorker, but Lethal, you can go ahead and take hey, that. Hey, John, I stamp you, man. This is certified take right here, brother. I, I think I'm going to agree with you too, Lethal. I agree with my man, John, man. Shout out to John under slash Adrian 3, man. I'm, I'm from New York, and it pains me to, to certify anything Boston Traitor. or New England related. But I do, I, I am, number one, Ime Udoka was a Nets assistant last year, and I think he's going to do very, very well in Boston, number two, uh, I, this is self-serving because I need Jalen Brown to be in that top 15. So my certified take from last week holds true. So he's certified. So John Adrian certified. Take number two, we going down to Brooklyn uh, at Dave Sepperson. His take is. Oh, shout out to Sep from SI Sports Illustrated. Oh, you know, oh this, this your guy? This your mm-hmm. right, cool guy, right, Sep. I'm going to call you Sep now. What's up, Sep? Sep <laughs> says Kyrie Irving won't play one game for the Nets this year and they'll still win the NBA championship. <sighs> Oh, should I take this one first? You know, I I think I will agree that he won't play one game for the Nets this year, unfortunately, um, unless there's a religious exemption that's put in place, which isn't which isn't impossible. Right. That could happen. Uh, Or he gets vaccinated, which I don't see happening under any circumstances. Right. Because if he gets vaccinated, he just looks completely foolish for everything he's done so far. Um, and I don't think New York City is going to walk back the vaccination mandate, right? So I just think there's too many variables there. I don't think Kyrie plays a game. I, I honestly think they end up, end up trading him uh, because the Nets might need those extra pieces that they won't get because they just have a guy who's making money and not showing up. Um, that said, I do still think they'll have enough to win a championship, especially if they trade Kyrie and get some pieces back. Um, so I'm certifying uh, Sepp's take. What about y'all? I'm not certifying anything that has Brooklyn I already knew a championship. It. We already so knew next. this. <laughs> this yeah, I know you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I, I think Kyrie's gonna come around and, um, and, and play this season. Wowzers! Um, so you think he's gonna get vaccinated? I mean, he can't really he can't religious exempt it. It didn't work for Wiggins. It's not gonna work for him. I mean, that's that's yeah. I, I just I was watching his live, and you know, like I said, I'm not trying to say you guys aren't hoopers. Man, he loved his fucking game, man. Like I was watching yeah. him. Like he's he not he never said the vaccine's bad for. He just saying he he doesn't want to be forced to take the shot. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like he he feels like you're telling me if I don't do it, I can't. 
he just wants to do it when he wants to do it. And I feel like once the season starts going on and people are hooping and he's getting that basketball Jones in his head, I'm not trying to say he's going to take the shot just to play basketball, but I think it's going to come around that it's like, you know what, I'm going to take the shot because I want to take the shot. So I feel like he's, he is going to come around. And me, like I said, I did pick the Lakers to win it. But if Kyrie comes back after what just happened with him, I think he's going to be like Megatron. So like if he come back, <laughs> I think he's going to be just doing whatever. So they do have a great chance. So I I I I'll I'll agree with the uh the 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 Nets winning the championship if Kyrie comes back. If Kyrie I comes I back. will say, you know, that I've always said this about Kyrie that I think he's a brilliant basketball player. I think that he loves the game of basketball. I just sure. think that he hates the politics that go with it when 100%. you're playing in a business environment like the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think that the way he worded that conversation on Instagram Live was very telling. Um, he left the door open, and I think that was you know, a purposeful way of kind of having that conversation because right. had he flat out come and said, look, I'm not doing it. I don't really care. I'm not, it goes against what I believe in. Then if he went ahead and got the vaccine, he would look like a hypocrite. I think that Mm -hmm. by saying, you know, you need more time to do your research, you're on your timeline, but you love this game and you want to be there for your teammates. I think that he left the door open. Look, there are going to be people who say that he's still a hypocrite. There are going to be people who say, Oh, you gave in. You were supposed to hold it down. You You weak. weak. But you know, what's crazy. I apologize. Cut you off again. Those same people that do that are the same people that probably got vaccinated. And then mm-hmm. there's people that is people that is like, man, stand your ground, man. Don't do this. The right. same people that saying that if you about to make 180 something million dollars are the same people that are I'm not trying to say get the shot because of that. But it's like, are you going are you going to stand your ground for that type of cat? It's like I be watching these comments and people are just like, stand your ground, Kyrie, stand your ground. Like, come on, guys. Like. Like, what are you doing? There's, there's a lot of crosses to die on. And I yeah. will say that, you know, foregoing the chance to win a championship, another one is just not one of them. And I think that Kyrie, like I said, I've said this before. I think if anyone could talk some sense to him, it's Kevin Durant. I think that relationship is meaningful to him. And look, I don't want to see Brooklyn win a championship. That's clear. But I think that the NBA is better when Kyrie's healthy and he's playing. And you can say a lot about him, about you know his antics off the court. But you cannot deny the fact that that is a brilliant ball player. And sure. you know when watching him is like watching art in motion. And I'm we sorry deserve that. to get you guys excited. Imagine Kyrie and Kimba going at it in the garden. Woo, I would love that's it. only one. Good. God again. I would love it. Woo, that's spicy. Kimba, Kimba coming down full speed. Kyrie coming down full speed. Oh my God. As a Knicks fan, bro. listen, as a Knicks fan, I do not want to face a Brooklyn team that's only 75%. I want to face them full throttle. And if we get a right. win or they get a win, you can say you face a full team. I don't want to go ahead. Because there's always going to be a disclaimer. There's, there's, there will right. always be a disclaimer. Like, oh, you beat them. Yeah, there's three games. They play four, three, four games this season against each right. other. I want Battle New York in its full capacity. I don't want to go ahead and half-ass it. That's not right. fun. Exactly. Bragging 100%. rights are important. And I need the whole team together so that when we right. go ahead and hand them that L, it means something. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'll take <laughs> it as, as my certified take. I, I'll take it. Um, um, that you certifying this one? I, only reason I'll certify it um, is because you know what? I apologize. I read it wrong. I apologize. I apologize, Dave. I can't. I can't certify. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> he just walked the certification back. He said, "No, nah, no, no." Because you remember, I, I'm reading it. Kyrie Irving won't play one game, but I said to myself on here that Kyrie will. Yeah. And then we said, "Win a championship." They can't. I, I apologize. I love KD. He was my high school teammate. Yeah. I love James Harden, but. 
I don't think they win it without Kyrie, and we saw that last year. Ky- Agreed. Kevin Durant was literally scoring 90 points and 25 rebounds, and he still couldn't get it. So they, they don't win a championship without Kyrie Irving. So this is not this is not a certified so, team. Mm, I'm so on. sorry, Dave Sepperson, a.k.a. Sep. Your take is not certified. <laughs> Moving on. we I think I can certify this take, but I want to see what you guys say first. At Joseph Deng Jr., Golden State is going to the finals if Clay comes back as himself. What y'all thinking? Can the Warriors, if Clay looks, obviously we know Clay had the ACL and then the Achilles, right? And that's just a brutal set of back-to-back season and the injuries. But if he can come back 100%, I mean, this is one of the best, if not the best two-way, specifically 3 and D wing that we've seen. Um, and just the way he compliments Steph and Draymond, do you guys think the Warriors can win it all, or at least make it to the finals if Clay is 100? I'm I'm certifying this. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go mm-hmm. first. I'm certifying this. Listen, I have been a huge fan of Clay Thompson since the very beginning. I have gone since and the toaster. Say, Listen, the <laughs> league is better when he is playing when he is healthy. Steph is going to miss his splash brother, who has missed his splash brother. This team is going to look drastically different. We may get even some nostalgia vibes from the three of these guys going into the season. I think, look, obviously everyone's talking about the Lakers and it's hard not to. Five Hall of Famers on that team, a whole lot of talent. Any team with LeBron James on it, you cannot count them out. But don't count out Steph Curry. He's been to numerous finals and he has numerous rings and so does Clay, and so does Draymond. I think these guys have the benefit of a camaraderie, a chemistry that is a long time, long withstanding. And I think you can't count that out when it comes to a very long season, especially in the crunch when you're starting to make that push for the playoffs. I think if this team can stay healthy, do not sleep on Golden State. The Splash Brothers are back and they are better than ever. Right. I agree with you 100. This is this is a this is a certified take right here. Clay is one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life. Ever. The best shooter of all time is Steph Curry. The best catch and shoot of uh, shooter of all time is Clay Thompson. The best mid range shooter of all time is Kevin Durant. So with Clay back spreading that floor for Steph Curry, shit. It, like think about this. I, I, somebody could pull up some numbers. Steph Curry, I think he averaged thirty last year without Jeez. Clay. And do you remember how everybody was swarming him? Like he, was, he had like three people pull on his shorts. He's mm-hmm. still knocking out shots. Imagine when Clay gets out there and the floor is more spread. Taking it a step further, imagine a finals matchup of the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant comes face to face with the team that he abandoned to go to Brooklyn once again. (laughs) The storyline would be impeccable. The storyline is out of a movie. The, right, seri- right. the series goes seven games, and it's Steph and right. Kevin Durant, and it's Clay and Kevin Durant, <laughs> and it's James and Draymond, and, and Kevin Durant's having flashbacks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't say Kyrie. He's not. He won't be there. He, he uh, won't be there. Say Kyrie's name. Okay, Kyrie. Kyrie. I believe in Kyrie. Thank you. Oh, Kyrie and Kevin, and Kevin Durant's having flashbacks of the, the two championships that he won. And the, and the crowd is booing him. Go home, Kevin. We hate yeah, you, Kevin. It'll be just like and that. It's going to be a movie. We need it. We deserve it. It's been a oh long, two, just dramatic, just just bamboozled, just all over the place NBA Gosh. seasons. We deserve this chaos. Right. I want it, and I need it. And shout yeah. out to Steph, man. He averaged 30, 32 points last year without Clay Thompson. So that means if Clay was out there, that 48 means he probably would 48% from the field. You're right. That means he probably would have, av- well, Clay was probably going to make up a little bit of that. So he, he probably would have averaged, somebody else would have dropped. But the way Steph was shooting last year, I've never seen that in my life. 
I've never yeah. seen yeah. it in my life. He was yeah. playing balls to the wall. Here's why. He was getting two hundred percent. Yo, to he lose. was wilding. He was, <laughs> yeah, it was out of control. He, here's why I, I certify this take. When I look back, you know, everybody thinks all oh, the Warriors they won with KD, but of course they got that one championship without KD. And when you look at that roster, they had Steph, they had Clay, they had Draymond. Mm. But then you go down, they had Harrison Barnes. Andre Iguodala, Andrew Bogut, Sean Livingston, David Lee, Maurice Bates, Leandro Barbosa, right? That was their main, I guess, 10-man lineup. If right. you look at their roster right now, you've still got Steph, if, and, and we're assuming Clay is 100%. You've still got Steph, you've still got Clay, you've still got Draymond, and now you've got Andrew Wiggins. You've got James Wiseman, which gives them kind of a dominant center that they've never really had a chance to play with before. You've got Otto Porter to add depth. You've got Andre Iguodala, even though he's 37 years old. You've still got him. You've got a lot of different pieces that you can plug in there. Um, Jordan Poole is playing out of his mind. You've got Jonathan Kuminga, who I think if the if the Warriors don't actually in, like integrate him into the lineup, that's a guy you can trade, right? That's a rookie who's talented. You can trade him and get some actual role players and veterans back. I think this is still a deep team, and if Clay is 100%, you know, I'm, I'm certifying this take. That's a that's a who? What's this man's name again? Poole been looking like Steph in preseason, but but like Ash said, I can't. Yo, Poole been they been they been training together. She said that. Shout out to Joseph, certified. Facts. Joseph shout Dang out, Jr. Out, your Joseph. take is certified, brother. Now let's see if we can say the same thing for Terrence Seven Eleven. We can't. Oh man, Ashley, you're not <laughs> you're not going like this one, Ash. Terrence 7-Eleven says, Kristaps Porzingis is going to have a better season than Julius Randle. And we have another spinoff take related to the Knicks, and we're going to leave that as 4B, but that's our take 4A. 4A. Ash, do you think Kristaps can have a better season than Julius Randle this year? I feel like I don't even need to dignify this with an answer. That is just <laughs> a tr- that is just egregious. The fact that, you, first of all, we don't speak the name blank in new york okay that's just not a name that we speak so i'm gonna go ahead and say the guy in dallas the guy Mm -hmm. in dallas is not going to have a better season than julius randall first and foremost julius randall has one of the best work ethics in the nba he is somebody who works tirelessly on his game somebody who can go ahead and have an atrocious just start with the New York Knicks and come back and win MIP and put up the numbers that he put up and carry that team on his... I mean, the man was exhausted after the All-Star break, but he just kept going. Obviously, he didn't have nearly as much help as he has now going into this season, but his work ethic is unmatched. It's probably, like I said, one of the best that I have seen. If you don't think that Julius Randle was in the gym two-a-days, three-a-days, working on his game so that when he comes back this season and he faces the Celtics on Wednesday night that you're not going to see Julius Randle 3.0, you are out of your damn mind. But Julius Randle has been an instrumental part in the New York Knicks' success. Don't also forget that Julius Randle comes from the school of Kobe Bryant. He played with him. He knows what that work ethic takes. He knows what that mentality takes. So do not disrespect Julius M.I.P. Randle, the king of New York, like that. Terrence, can't tell Ashley nothing goodness. about these. Hey, hey Terrence, she don't don't. <laughs> she just just don't. <laughs> it's okay, Terrence. She does this to everybody when we talk bad about the Knicks. But Fine. the one thing I can say is Julius Randle's a dog. Um, my my college roommate Tyler Ralph is his trainer, and um, the one thing I know about Tyler Ralph, he he's going to push you to a level that's uncomfortable as well. And I'm not trying to say Przingis isn't getting pushed. But the one thing I can say about watching him as a trainer, I'm not a player anymore, but as a trainer. 
if he got that dog like Julius, mm. Pozingas would be better than Julius Randle because he has all of the tools to be better. No disrespect to Julius. You're great. But if Pozingas had that that real dog in him, like I, I grew up and I was, you know, eating syrup sandwiches, I think, you know, <laughs> I think he would be real different. You know what I mean? Because at that height, I just feel like stop trying to shoot jump stops. Stop trying to shoot fadeaway. The one thing we know about Julius Randle, he going to get his tooth knocked out. He going to bust his lip. Mm. Or he going to bust somebody else's lip. You know, and once Porzingis turns that corner, he can be better than Julius Randle. So, Terrence, I have to agree, this is not a certified take. You know, one thing I saw, I think that that uh, game winner that Julius Randle hit the other day, uh, that was against the Wizards, I believe. It was, was preseason. It pre-season. The buzzer beater. Preseason. Yeah, pre-season. preseason. I mean... That's just massive because he's a guy who kind of came up short in the playoffs. We had to call a spade a spade. The, wi- the Wizards shouldn't have been around. that close, though. Oh, yeah, no. they shouldn't have. It, Completely. Was, it, was, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but, for, but for him, I thought that was a big shot for him. And, and just the, I don't really even like the, the Julius Randle and, and, and Chris Tapsworthy's comparison because Randle is a guy who's, number one, been the 1A, right? He was the one, he was the number one in New York last year. Porzingis has never really been a number one. You know, see, even when he was playing with Melo, Melo was number one. And mm-hmm. in Dallas, he's never going to be the number one. That's just what it is. Um, and number two, Julius Randle is a guy who makes his teammates better, right? He's a mm-hmm. guy who's going to command that double team and make the right pass. He's a guy who's going to set his guys up. And Porzingis, you know what I'm saying? I've never seen that from him. So... Can't certify this take. And your availability is your best asset. And again, that's not a knock on Porzingis. It's not 100% his fault. Some players are just injury prone. It's not a knock on Porzingis, but it is a knock on at Terrence711. I'm sorry. We cannot certify your take. I think we might be able to certify... Raymond Morris take number one. Shout out to Raymond Morris. He's a guy who interned at the Daily News uh, while I, my first year there uh, oh. at Mora Nest Ten. His take. This is four B, right? Terrence is four A. This is four B. Knicks finished third and finished as the third. Oh, I can't certify this. Knicks finished third it. in the East and make the conference finals. Y'all just oh my. I will goodness. certify this until the cows come Ash, home. Now, now you whether or be realistic, whether or not it happens is different. But I can <laughs> certify it. <laughs> I no, you will. Cannot. I'm gonna manifest this oh, into happening. Goodness. I'm gonna manifest all of this goodness. But look, realistically, there are other teams that are better conditioned and better prepared for this to actually happen. You know, the Knicks had an incredible season last season, fourth seed. I think the trajectory is either to get that fourth seed or, you know, a fifth seed. You d- the thing you want to avoid is the play-in because then teams are yeah. going to say, or not teams, fans are going to say, all the analysts are going to say, oh, it was just a fluke. They're not a real right. playoff team. You want to go ahead and get into the playoffs on your own merit. You don't want to have to go ahead and rely on that play-in. Now, are they going to be the fourth seed again? I don't know. That depends on Miami. That depends, you know, on the 76ers. That depends on a lot of other teams. There's a lot of talent in the East. This is not, you know, the back in the day where they're the stepchild and it's all the talents out West and there's only a few teams that come out of the East and you kind of know which two those are every single year. It's different. It's a different ballgame. Teams have gotten better. They've gotten better coached. Um, They've gotten bigger. They've gotten stronger. But so is New York. And New York can compete. It's just a matter of how well do they compete against the teams that are just as good or better than them. And I don't think it's asinine to think they could be a third seed, but it's definitely going to take a lot of work for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's a a lot of different teams in that mix. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Morinus. Raymond, I can't. I can't certify this take. Lethal, do you certify? I can certify it. I can certify it. I have no. the most. I have the most clout with the Knicks fan base, anyway. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and certify this. For but you, you don't sir. have the majority, Ash. Unfortunately, so it doesn't matter. This, clout we, takes we majority. Can't certify. No, it's, unfortunately, it does not. Okay, 
So now we are on our very last take. Um, and this one is from at Bor. I hope I'm saying this right. Borgen BJ. Jamal Murray has an Adrian Peterson-like return this season. Oh, as wow. good as we ever seen this year coming off of an ACL injury. I think I'm inclined to agree with this. I think I'm going to certify Same. this. We saw some uh, We saw some video of him getting some shots up in practice the other day. And, and I just think that the Nuggets are a team that, I mean, we saw what they were able to do last year without him, right? He went down uh, at the, on the tail end of the season and they still, I mean, we were talking about Jokic earlier and we're talking about those top tier big men. I mean, he's just on a different level. I mean, Lethal, didn't you say he's like Chris Paul with the ball in a way? Like he, the way he moves. Uh, he, he, he's different. And, he, and the one thing I can say about him, he's always five plays ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He's always five plays ahead. I agree. Yeah. So I, I do think Jamal Murray is gonna have that that bounce back return. Um, whether it's whether he's a hundred percent, whether he's better than we've seen him before, I think that's gonna take some time for him to just kind of get used to playing against guys. But um I, I like it. I think the Nuggets are gonna be deadly when Jamal Murray gets back out there. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? No, I agree. I think I think Jamal, we saw a nice little, you know, burst of the type of player he could be in the bubble, obviously, and mm-hmm. then unfortunately you know, the next season, the Nuggets were without him. I think that if he's going to continue on this trajectory, you know, we're going to see it this season. This is going to be, you know, the telltale sign of what we saw in the bubble, if that was the real Jamal Murray and that's the direction he's headed, or that was just a product of his environment. Um, I do think, you know, ACLs, Achilles, those season-ending injuries can either make or break a player in terms of they either become a better version of themselves or they become a shell of themselves. And we've seen, you know, players fall into either category. But if he's anything, you know, like Kevin Durant and he comes back bigger and better than ever, how we're hoping Klay Thompson is, you know, Jamal Murray is going to be the X factor for these Denver Nuggets. And look, Jokic was holding down the fort. While right. he was out. So to have the both of them back together healthy, you got to look out for Denver. That team has a lot of grit and they're well coached and they work well together. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what Denver is going to be bringing to the table this year for sure. Yeah, this is a certified take. I agree 100%. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jamal Murray. He's one of my guys as well. I don't train him. When I say one of my guys, he's like somebody that I know. Um, and the one thing I could say about um, today's technology is, is crazy. It's like when these guys come back from injuries, they they come back bigger and better and faster and, and more locked in. And, I mean, this is the same guy that had a 50-piece in the bubble, you know. Right. And um, I think with, with Jokic having him back, it just gives Jokic more confidence to be more loose out there to um, because he has that person that's going to carry that weight with him. So, this is 100% a certified take. I agree with you. I just, I just envisioned Jamal Murray running on the treadmill like the Russian and Rocky, and he has like all the cords and machines <laughs> attached to him, and his yeah. trainer's like, go faster, go faster, <laughs> right. Jamal. It's going Jamal to Murray. happen. Yeah, he's like the and Terminator. And he's gonna come out. Of, he's gonna come out on the court and say, "If he dies, he dies." Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how he was playing in the bubble, right? Him and Donovan yeah. Mitchell were going back and forth, and Jamal Murray won those battles because he just kept hitting big shots. I mean, you just would think, okay, he's gonna miss eventually. And no, he just kept hitting shots. I can't wait for him to come back, man. So I, I guess we can. As well. Yeah, this is one that we're gonna certify. Go ahead, Bor- at Borgen BJ. Yes, you, you have you have gotten your take certified. Shoutouts to you. Well, you guys know what time it is. It's the Certified Bucket of the Week. Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the Certified Bucket of the Week. I'm going to have to go with Kalia Copper. The one thing I can say about her game, I loved her pace. Uh, Most importantly, she was very understanding of what she could do and what she couldn't do. And that's why I felt like she was the MVP 
because basically I love Candace, but Kalia was, she was different, you know, and shout out to you. To be honest, I never watched her very closely um, because when I watch clients play, my my sole purpose is to watch them play, but I'm a huge fan of Kalia's now. And uh, one day I'll be able to get her autograph because I love her game so much. Keep up the great work. I love your jumper and I love your tenacity. Um, I hate that you did it to somebody that I trained on the other team, Skylar Diggins, but I'm a huge fan mm. of yours now. So keep up the great work. Listen, if anybody can get her autograph, it's you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, <laughs> let's not be humble. Okay. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Listen, my certified bucket, I already went on my mini rants about her, but it's going to be Candace Parker, the hometown Man. kid, the hometown yeah. hero. Listen, she went ahead. She already has one title, but to win one at home is different. She made good on her promise and she did it in one season. That is some goat level shit and bow down to Candace Parker. Um, obviously, she wears so many hats. We love watching her during the NBA season, giving her analysis. And I love seeing her own Shaq because, listen, she tells people, D take that take that surprise out your voice, Shaq. All right? I know what I'm talking about. And I love that energy. I love to see women who are confident and, and powerful in the space that they, they, they take up. And they're not afraid to own it. And she does that on the court. She does it off the court. And she solidified herself. If she wasn't already on your GOAT list, she should be there now. So shout out to Candace Parker, CP3. And I ain't talking Chris Paul. Do your thing, Sorry. girl. We're watching you for sure. <laughs> Listen, I'm giving my certified bucket to someone that I want to see. Score some more buckets. Diana Taurasi is not over, okay? It's you not. cannot leave us here. I know you shot 5 of 26 in your last two games. They are not your last two games. You are going to come back stronger. We are not going to let you... Just like have your legacy. We we already number one, we already know what your legacy is, right? You are the white mamba, right? We know that you are one of the best basketball players, regardless of gender, in history. But you can't mm. go out like this. You can't go out like this. We need you to come back one more time. She come show back. everybody that that you the goat and, and go hang them buckets. We we already know the vibes. You you literally sound like me. When Tom Brady threw that interception in his last game as a Patriot, I said, you can't go out like this, Tom. You got to come back, that's what Tom. It is. That's exactly and he did what come back. He did come back, but he went to Tampa Bay. So are we yeah. going to see Ooh, Diana DT, on a different Where you going? Squad? Where you going, DT? Where y'all want to see? Where, where y'all want to see Diana go? Um, the I New York see Liberty. Her stay with Facts. Come on, come on to New York. Facts. Give me a, what? Give me another reason to go see a Liberty game. Stop I was, playing. I mean, she's not leaving. She's probably gonna remain in Phoenix if she does come back. But you hey, know, listen, a girl, listen, a girl DT. Can if you're thinking about coming to New York, I'll tell you, I, I got good spots for oxtail. I got good spots for pizza. <laughs> I got cheese. good spots for, for chop. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want. You want a good bacon, egg, and cheese? I got you. You just want Bagel a good sandwich? Locks. I got you. Chinese you know food at 4 a.m. Stop playing. We, Damn, we I want to chop cheese now. Now I want to chop cheese. I, come up to New York. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll just no mail you one. We ain't got, I mean, I'll, I'll ship you one. Listen, <laughs> we freeze it, have it there, have it sent there the next day. It'll be good money. Listen, you got the money. You work for Brooklyn. Go ahead and overnight that thing for me. What? Listen, we, we, you you got Listen, bigger checks those, than are those, me. I'm trying are those to get new, like are those, you. Are those new? Nah, Lethal got the biggest checks out of all of us nah, on this panel. Nah, so he can, go, he can go ahead and uh, buy us <laughs> the chopped cheese and overnight. Fact, yo, Lethal, what's up? Let me hold some. Lethal's out here training superstars and signing NDAs. He got the bread. Listen. Facts. All right, guys. Well, we wrapped up another amazing episode of Certified Buckets. How are you guys feeling? Man, yeah, I'm this feeling is a blessing. Good. It's an honor to be on here with you guys. You guys are very, oh. you guys are no, no, no sports. And the, listen, this podcast is just getting started because now we are in NBA season. And Finally! we're going to have 
Oh, hey. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> we finally got games, y'all. Like, we can actually start talking about ball. Don't you? Like sometimes don't you just get tired of talking about the sideshow? Like I want to talk some hoops. <laughs> Well, listen, the time has officially come. So make sure you guys do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars and drop a review. If you're listening on Apple, shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets because we're too cool for all of that. We're on all social media platforms. And listen, the NBA season is here. We're going to have a lot to talk about, but we also want to hear from you. So if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show and there will be a lot to discuss after the opening week of the NBA but until then we are out see you next week peace